Ring, ring, ring. Ring, 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 ring. Yeah! Click. Sorry, I would love to answer the phone, but I'm too busy getting really excited about singing music and then accidentally hitting the mute button on the microphone and then wasting 15 minutes recording audio-less video. <sighs> Yay! Also going to the Brunchinette for brunch burgers, because the Brunchinette is great. You should go there. Highly recommend it. Broadway and Monroe. Anyway, this isn't an advertisement. This is the message before you leave a voicemail. Can't wait for you to leave it. Can't wait to listen to it. Ah, I love the sound of your voice. <laughs> oh yeah, this is Basil. Okay, thanks, bye. Hey, what's up? How's it going? I am getting to the part of my process where I fall apart and self-implode. Remember how I was talking about how the salt from anxiety was healthy for a diet, but only in moderation? Sometimes I have problems with moderation, and I just consume too much anxiety, self-consciousness, and self-doubt. I don't think I'm alone in this. I think plenty of people do that. And I'm specifically documenting it, one, because I have a podcast, and so why not? Um, there's tons of reasons why not, but I'm, I'm doing the, I have a podcast, so let's document it path of the two paths. Um, I'm also specifically documenting it kind of as an extension of therapy because I end up getting to this point so often. And then this point being, I have been working on a project and I really like it. So then I plan way too much, way too far in advance, and then I start to get organized, but then organizing stresses me out, and then planning stresses me out, but then I feel like it's healthy stress. You just, it's just difficult. It's not that it's overwhelming, and I organize and plan myself into, you know, a, a manic attack, and I end up uh, usually destroying everything, all of my, all of the art that I was attached to, or I throw it away, or I just get kind of aggro and move on. So, yeah, organizing stresses me out and planning stresses me out, and you know what, the whole point of this was that it was fun, and that I could just do whatever. So I'm acknowledging what's going on in hopes of stopping it. Stop it. Stop planning. Stop organizing, Basil. You're doing it wrong. I don't know what I should be doing, but I don't want to be doing what I'm about to start doing. So just do anything but that what anything but that we'll see we'll see how it goes i uh, i do feel a little better recording this episode i feel like oh i can let it go it doesn't matter it's fine this is a safe space it's not really but it kind of is anyway i also wanted to mention the netflix documentaries not documentaries reality competition shows glow up and blown away they're delightful 
very encouraging, very inspiring. Um, oh, I got baby puke all over me. Baby puke. Mm. Glow Up. Let's put you down. Glow Up is a... You know, it's funny. I said, let's put you down. And I put both you, the phone, and the podcast. And the baby. I put you both down. So Glow Up is a makeup artist um, reality show challenge show where... I mean, it's a makeup show. It's great. It's beautiful. Some of the work that they do is absolutely lovely. Uh, some of it's not very good, but that comes with all, all reality shows and all art. Some of it's not very good, and some of it is very good. But it's all subjective, except for also technical skills involved. And sometimes the technical skills just don't follow through the ideas. And sometimes the ideas aren't very well thought out because they're masked behind insecurities. And so instead of working through those insecurities, you end up just doing something subpar. Uh, my favorite episode is definitely... I don't remember when, season two, when they did transforming their own faces to look like their own nightmares. That was incredible. Favorite episode, hands down. It was awesome. Come here. Uh, my kiddo just said it was very great. It was cool. So, uh, Glow Up. I think it's on Netflix. Highly recommend it. Also, whenever anyone loses... A challenge and they're voted off there's never any like mockery there's never anyone like putting anyone down the judges will come up to the the quote-unquote loser and just be like hey you did a great job you just this just isn't your time this just isn't your stage there's this another stage out there for you good job and when they leave they look at the camera and they're like man I'm really I'm really proud of myself for making it this far this is awesome this just isn't the place and it's really like heartwarming like oh my god Everyone's so nice. What is going on? This is great. Can I have more of this in more aspects of my life? I high-fived uh, My kiddo just high-fived my other kiddo. My baby! Okay. Do I have consent to have you on the podcast? Listen to you. I might have to edit that out. She said Mrs. Kitty. Um, Glow Up, on the other hand, but also in the same hand, is a glass-blowing, not Glow Up, Blown Away. Blown Away is a glass-blowing reality competition show that is, is so interesting because it's so fast-paced. Like, it's like 20-minute episodes, and neither of these two has a lot of like personal drama or like politics drama of like oh you're just this kind of person and you're just this kind of person which is great it's i don't have anything else to say about that at this point in time but in blown away they just they walk in there's the like it really reduces the format they walk in, here's your, hey, what's up, everybody? Here's your guest judge. Here's your new challenge. Here's the three categories that we're going to be judging you on. Okay, go. 
and then they just hop to it, and then that's it, and then they finish, and their pieces are displayed in a white cube gallery, like a little exhibition, and they're judged, and they talk about it, and then everybody has to talk about it, and all of the people, a little bit more so than any of the other reality competition shows I've seen, in Blown Away, everybody really has to explain their concept and their design and their intent, because oftentimes they're one of the three categories that they're judged on might not even be technical skill for glass blowing. It might be design and content, design and concept or presentation. And I love that. I think it's just a little bit deeper than your typical reality show. And it's fantastic. I, it's just so interesting. Um, it's also just every, so much of what is done is, is just so beautiful and it's so cool to see molten glass shaped and formed when i grew up a friend of mine's parents were glass blowers so it's something that i was raised with so there's a level of good nostalgia in here for me both in the the white cube gallery it reminds me of some of my time in college doing my final exhibition in a positive way i have memories i have nostalgia in a negative way definitely i've got i've got trauma from that that was gnarly but i did an okay job i could have done much better i felt like the concept for the clay based font that i did in the project was amazing. The other two were fine. The presentation was very lackluster and my outfit was terrible. I also didn't sleep for two days before the exhibition because I was finishing making a separate installation that was a dance party room filled with neon colors and boards of my fonts and a disco ball, specifically not related to my exhibition. It was just an installation just to have a dance party after opening night with my friends, which was great, but just like too much for me to take on. Also, I didn't really get to do what I wanted to do with the exhibition because my intent was to kind of poke fun at religion and make an altar of, of type, altar of the glyph, to talk about how typography and words are my religion. But that ended up making the whole staff and faculty get into a big fight, which was cool to see, but also really frustrating as the student because I didn't get, they weren't engaging with me. They weren't encouraging of me. They were just bickering amongst themselves. So that sucked. Does that answer your question? Yeah? Oh, crying baby. You know what? Go check out Glow Up. Go check out Blown Away. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get a fresh shirt that isn't covered in baby puke. And I'm going to change this diaper. And drink a little bit more cold brew coffee. Side note, cold brew coffee, so easy. Fill a mason jar with six ounces of water. Throw five... Well, I'd do six. Throw six tablespoons, not six ounces, six cups of water. Throw six tablespoons of ground coffee in there. Put the lid on it, shake it, leave it in the fridge overnight. Pour that into a French press in the morning and empty that into your cup with whipped cream and sugar and milk. 
done. It's amazing. All right. Okay. Oh yeah. This is Basil. Bye. Ring, 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 ring. Click. Sorry, can't answer the phone. I'm too busy staying up until 5 a.m. cleaning the house because I forgot that the landlords were coming over today to fix the stove. <sighs> My good night. Okay, well, so I should probably start with the score. Glow up. I score this show Raw Dragon Fruit. Almost too sweet, very pretty and interesting to look at, or maybe a not-quite-ripe white peach. Firm and only slightly sweet. Extra crisp and fresh. Or I'm actually scoring this as the fruit platter with half a dragon fruit skin side up, that red side is showing, and then a fan of white peaches with the bleeding center, the red from the pit, you know, a fan around that dragon fruit skin. And then there's a little metal ramekin of the cubed dragon fruit. And then there's little tongs with like cold white ceramic tongs with like matte white rubberized handled grips. And the plate is transparent glass, you know, to mirror the dragon fruit. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I rate glow up. It is delicious and nice. Um, blown away, I would like to rate a horseradish aioli. Smooth and creamy, from scratch mayo, and hot, fresh, shredded horseradish. And maybe there's like a really crunchy chip to dip into it, because that sounds like really satisfying. Maybe that's just me right now, but that's... Also, there's a celeriac aioli, so it's like a good contrast to the spice. It's a nice, a nice salty creamy aioli and a super spicy aioli and they're both creamy and they're both smooth and they're both cold the chip is crunchy maybe it's a homemade chip and it's a hot chip not spicy but like temperature hot oh and there's a beverage maybe a sour lemonade over ice maybe a sour lemonade with a garnish of some kind maybe it's just a, a lemon right there. Okay, so that's what I score those two shows. Those are my adventure scores for those shows. Um, and then I just want to take a second to talk about the planning and the organizing that stresses me out so much. I think, so I think that part of the planning that stresses me out so much is that, and I don't think I'm alone in this, is that as I start to plan things out, I plan out too much, and then I get overwhelmed at the overall size of the project, even though it's like, oh, you know, do these 14 things over the course of four months. But I just see it as all of these things that I've now locked myself into doing, and I'm like, that defeats the entire purpose. This was supposed to be fun. Now it's now it's not fun. Now it's structured. And there is a level of this is meant to be fun, and it isn't meant to really be structured. If I, you know, if I put a little bit of structure, and if I like garnish it with some structure, then that's fine. But I don't want to do a whole bunch of structure. That's too much. Too much! Again, because it stresses me out. Like, it legitimately stresses me out. 
to do a whole bunch of planning like that. And it's not the planning, it's the looking at it. I don't want to look at a Trello board with 18 tasks on it, even though I know in an abstract way, all 18 of those tasks are going to get done by the time I say, oh, cool, I finished the thing. But looking at them all in a row just really gets under my skin and gives me anxiety. Um, And it's kind of the same with the organizing. Like, I can organize shit into, like, boxes and on a shelf and in the fridge or in the pantry or even my archive in my like pixel art folders but once I start like organizing the planning process like okay this to-do list is for this project and this to-do list is for this project it just I, I make myself extra neurotic and like I said I get overwhelmed and I destroy things Sometimes literally, sometimes emotionally, usually just my heart and soul. That, that was really dramatic. That's, I mean, it does hurt me when I neuroticize, it's like eroticize, but it's neuroticize. I fuck my brain up in a bad way. (laughs) Um... When I neuroticize myself, when I make myself neurotic, it does hurt me. It sucks. Because that's not what I was trying to do. Damn it. I was trying to be effective. I was trying to follow all of the simple tools for effective people and it fucked me up. Which is a good lesson in that not all things are for all people. You know? If doing the effective habits for effective people actually just gets in my way and stresses me out, then what the fuck is the point? What a waste of time and energy. And that's part of why I'm doing all of this, is to learn those little things, because I've never vocalized that before. Hooray! I'll take that to therapy. (laughs) Um, Also, so, that was my kiddo and I uh, talking about she was asking me about my senior project and if I liked it and what did I do. And I was saying I liked the ceramics part of it and the experimental printmaking part of it and I hated the drama of it. I hated the politics that that got in the way from the teachers engaging me as the student. You assholes. (laughs) Maybe someday you'll hear this because I was too shy to vocalize my resentment at the time and afterwards, ever. But all of that is also on me. If I wanted to do an altar to the glyph, then I should have just done it. Although they were the panel who was deciding my final grade and they were steering me. It's messy. So... I could still make I could make an altar to the glyph now, but I don't I don't want to. That's no longer no longer is in my Venn diagram of things I want to do with my time. Along with drugs. Because they also fuck me up. 
I don't know if I mentioned that in the first segment, but I went on a whole kick in the rough draft of this talking about uh, the acid days when I would organize things and reorganize things and reorganize things until it drove me crazy. And I would stare at a blank piece of paper and burst into tears at all of the possibilities. And then if I followed any one of them, I would destroy a blank piece of paper. Whew, a lot. So anyway, of the Venn diagram of things that I want to do with my time, it's hang up and end this voicemail slash podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, it's Basil. Okay, thanks. Bye. Ah, how do I stop recording? Where's the button? Oh, hey. Welcome to Love, Love, Not. The podcast about media consumption and whatever the fuck. With me, Basil Zero. With songs by Valerie Water Damage. Presented by Sani Garbo and with a little bit of help from The Adventures of Almost and Nothing from Zero. Today, to round out my vacation trilogy, we are going to finish with water. Because I'm outside and it's raining and the smell of these rotten pears that I'm cleaning up to throw in the compost bin as quickly as possible before the city comes picks up the green bin is super gross. Blah. And we're going to be talking about Dark Waters by Katherine Arden. I'm going to be regurgitating it for you. It's the sequel to Dead Voices, which we started out this vacation trilogy with. I'll water also because we went to the ocean for vacation. And water's good for you. H2O, Rufio. I wish I hadn't said either of those two things. I can't. I can't think of anything else water-related. I need to clean the gutters. Um, I'm drinking coffee, not water. Kvass is fermented water. It's a Russian fermented fruit drink. And tea and coffee are kind of water. I live in Spokane and there's a river. All right, kick it with the theme song, yeah. Thanks for being here, yeah.